are. I think the Massachusetts cannabis products are starting to compete on like a national level. Mm. Um, you know, I think better than Colorado. Yeah. <laughs> uh, better than Arizona. Better than Maine, bro? No. <laughs> but, 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 Almost. But, but it's Get getting there. there. It's getting there. I mean, if you equate the scale to the quality, you know, Maine's what, doing a 20th of what these, what right. we have to do? But like, I even think it's better than a lot of stuff I get in California oh, for sure. in the stores for sure. I'll preface because everything in California I feel like is now infused you can't mm. just get normal flour like I don't always want something testing at 50 60 <laughs> percent no, I feel that 100 percent right and like for me too as a consumer and as like a researcher things are going downhill for them as well in terms of quality and in terms mm. of just like an oversaturation on their market ever since they went recreational flour has prices have dropped quality has dropped mm. so in massachusetts these high standards aren't necessarily always a bad thing except for when the eights are all 14 bucks. <laughs> i mean i can name a dozen good growers now right like the landscape shifted like i think cloud cover is great i think tower three tower is great three. tower three is amazing i think hidden hemlock's good um Bountiful's been good. Bountiful's been really Ray good. Ron loves Inza. <laughs> in, in, Inza is great. Yeah. I think. Pretty great. Um, you know, there's a lot of good growers out there, and I think you know, yeah, you could get the cheapest, but you can also get for a few dollars more the best quality. Yo, we we are we're on time, bro. We, oh, sorry. We, we might have to do this again. What do you think, Raymond? Wow, we are. Yeah, wow. that went yeah, by quick. Yeah. yeah, we didn't even talk about Watertown. We didn't talk <laughs> about his experience with weed. The first time. Yeah, you know what, though? We're going to ask you anyway, and we'll figure out something to do with it. Tell us about your introduction to weed, bro. My introduction to weed was my best friend in the fifth, sixth, and seventh grade. Um, I would say in, se in, in seventh grade, I went to the all school for a year. Um, the accelerated learning laboratory. There's nothing accelerated about it. <laughs> um, we would go back to his house after school, and his dad would be smoking. And I remember we would steal weed from him at like 13 years old out of a dime bag. So imagine how little <laughs> we had to Ray take. Von, you don't remember these dime bags, bro. Those, I, mean, I can imagine them. They were but the like, yeah. like in hindsight, yeah. now that I'm older, I'm like, how did this guy not realize that you're taking a crumb when you only got crumbs? <laughs> yeah. So I would say 13 years old. His name was Russell um, at Russ. his dad's house um, over by... Uh, where is it over by? Mm. O'Hare's Bar? Yeah. Somewhere. Yeah. Over by the all school off Main Street. We'll keep it there. Yeah, no, it's cool. So the other thing I thought about, and I know you have um, young children at this point, right? Congratulations. A three-year-old oh, and a ten-week-old. Oh, congrats. congrats. Ten weeks, bro. Yo. Yo. That's crazy, bro. Because I remember you telling me that you, were you guys were pregnant. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy, man. Congratulations, bro. Thank you. So this might be a little, a little ahead of it, just because. Yeah, you have a three-year-old, and sometimes I have similar conversations with my seven-year-old. But I have a niece who's about to be twelve soon. Like, how, how do you feel as a father, as an entrepreneur in this space? Like, 
those conversations will partake once they're of age and can understand a little bit more. But like, what's your what's your take on it? Yeah, yeah. I I think you know if if I can hold out to like at least eighteen. You know, mm. um, ideally 21, but you know, for a conversation. Oh, for a conversation. Yeah. I thought you meant to smoke with my kid. <laughs> but like, bro, you in fifth grade, bro. What you mean? These oh, kids got the internet oh, now. Conversation. Gonna find out. I, I don't ever think there will even be a conversation. There's always conversations. It's just mm. gonna be a natural, natural fluid thing. thing. Like yeah. we have a grow in my house. I have a cabinet full of weed. I'm, right, you right. know, you know, like. I don't consume in front of her, but like right. she's not even vapes. Not even vapes. Okay. I'm not a vapor, to be honest. Uh. Um, but like, I hope by the time she may want a conversation, like, like we'll watch cameras of the stores together, you know, <laughs> and like, you know, when she'll look at Daddy's shirt and say that's buds. Um, right. So I, I hope there won't even need to be a conversation. It'll, It'll be just so, be like so, right. so like that's what my father does, and right. that's. Right. What he's good at, and um, so eighteen though is the age for consumption. That's what you think. I, ideally, yeah. just because I think the brain needs to develop, and I think like, mm. especially nowadays, you know, I want, you got to get some independent thinking so you can control it. I think cannabis is a very controlled thing. Mm. You just have to grab control of it. Right. Um, but yeah, man, I, I would take cannabis over anything else she consumes, and if that means starting at eighteen, I'd take it. Yeah, yeah. So you've you've never had a, a cannabis drink in front of her? Uh, a high oh. five. <laughs> but it's nice that we're at this stage now because I'm the same way. I've never. Smoked That's an in interesting. I kid. never. You know, actually, this past summer, I was probably sitting on the beach drinking a high five. There you go. There you go. Yeah. In front of her. Yeah, yeah. See, see. Very much the same way though, bro. I will never smoke in front of my kids. At least, at least not now. And, and, and it's not because I don't think like, it's not because I think I'm, I'm trying to hide cannabis from her. I'm just trying to hide smoking from her. Cause right. no matter what we say about cannabis and, uh, you know, I'm just as big of an advocate as everyone here. Um, you know, when you smoke, you hurt your lungs. Like, and as a parent, you don't want anything to happen to your kid. You don't right, want them right. to get a scratch on their finger. Yeah. Um, and so, to me, that that's that, that's the big piece. Oh, I mean, sure. I I just I just was at the CCC on Friday yeah, presenting. Tell us, bro. My fault. I couldn't make that, bro. No worries. <laughs> don't worry. I, I said I everything we to needed go, to say. You weren't in the office. <laughs> so <laughs> one thing that was brought up was just packaging, and I said, you know, I fully support child resistant packaging on like consumables beverages right edibles right. i support that but i don't understand it on flour pre-rolls, and pre-rolls yeah. like there's so much more that has to happen before you right. light up it's not just like oh i got into it right like okay go roll a joint go pack a bowl go hit a bong like go find fire you right. know so much more has to ha- like you can eat it but nothing would happen. So to me, you know, I think that's so, so wasteful. And yeah. I think the CCC ultimately has been doing a decent job. Um, but the transition is finally here where, like, for the last seven years, their whole focus and mindset has been, how do we stand this industry up? But it's no longer, it is, it's, it's stood up now. Right, right. Now they have to shift and say, how do we run Same. this? How do we operate it? What's going to happen to people who are one, you know, one store operators mm. um, and doing well versus one store operators who are not doing well, right? Like, there's a lot of those. Mm, mm. Um, 
who who understands how to compete and others who are just paper pushers. Mm. Um, so we had a lot of good conversations. They um, were very receptive, and you can tell they're ready to move on to the next evolution of where this industry is going. So what do you th where do you think that is in Massachusetts? And then we'll ask, what, what does that mean for buds, too? So what's the future look like for Massachusetts, and what's the future? I, like I mean, we're definitely going to have a shakeout. I mean, there's going... There's going to be a handful of stores that go under. There will be a handful of store that, that of cultivations that go under. Um, I think if the state doesn't address it quickly, like over the next six to twelve months, um, you know they still have the opportunity to save it. But it's it could go the exact same way it's gone for every other state, which is really bad. Even good operators can't survive. Mm. Um, to me, they have to cap cap the growing. Uh, increase the caps for retail operators. Really? I do. So meaning for... Uh, uh, Someone like me with three should be able to get six. Interesting. Interesting. You would want six, bro? No. <laughs> not necessarily, but someone else who has three might want three, three right? Um, it really comes down to the economics. Like, we do retail really well. I have no problems uh, growing the Bud's brand in retail. And the reality is... You know, the first few are the hardest because mm. you're standing everything up. You're putting that initial infrastructure in place. Once you have it, don't you want to just keep using it? Like, mm. I wouldn't need to hire more HR people or right. more marketing people. We just do it again. Oh, for sure. And so, you know, we've been approached by a lot of retailers who are like, you know, can you help us? And the right. answer is no, I can't. Right, because you're at three. Yeah, yeah, I can't even advise you technically. Right, right, right. And so I think for those of us who want to get out, because there, I'm sure you're aware a lot of people want to get out of this industry. There's no out. And this mm. gives them that out by increasing. That, that's my position. Right, right. You know, whether Buds does or doesn't, you know, I'm in no rush. I'm not looking for these, like, wishy, dreamy cannabis exits. Mm. Um, I love what we've built. I'll take more stores if possible. Um, but m m more so saying <clears throat> that I think... They need to start opening it up to be a bit more of a free market mm. um, for, for, for it to really get washed out. Otherwise, companies that fail will have nothing, will not be able to do anything. Right, right. Interesting. Interesting. So, what do you think, Raylan? Um, I'm not sure if it's in the same in Massachusetts, but I've read for other states that are having this issue. It's, it's tough because when you foreclose or, like, go bankrupt, you can't even get help from, like, the government because yeah, you of go the industry. Yeah, you go into receivership. No, you yeah. can't even file bankruptcy in our industry. You, you can only file something called receivership. And under receivership, you know, basically the judge gets to decide how, to, how the investors can get some of their money back. But they'll let you tank fully. Mm. So, yeah, I definitely think that there needs to be some sort of step in from the CCC. I mean, you say six to 12 months. I'm thinking like three to six. But no matter what, it's got to be quick. Yeah, I, I'm not going to disagree with your timeline either. I'm just trying to stay more optimistic. No, I feel you. I feel um, you. <laughs> but I, I absolutely agree. You know, I think a lot of companies are starting to feel their tax pressures. Um, Taxes suck. In the you know, I think a lot of people also are like, wait a second. This doesn't make tens of millions of dollars. You know, this is a... A $3 million business, a $4 million business, and, like, I didn't plan on that, you know? Mm. You're, you didn't promise that. You didn't evaluate on that. And so the way I equate our industry is, like, it was stood up in a way that, like, it can't be replicated, right? It's like 
building the Newport mansions. Like it was possible at one point in time, mm-hmm. and now it doesn't make sense to ever do something like that. That's how I feel about these cultivations. Like no one would say that's a good investment today. Um, ridiculous. So, you absolutely know, ridiculous. <laughs> I know it's. So just thinking back to like, uh, I guess where the perception comes from of, you know, just the amount of money flowing in this industry it, it comes from new markets right if you think about the first retail that opened up in leicester shuttling people you know what i'm saying like you know the only retail dispensary you have brookline where there's lines you know what i mean do you feel like there's another market we talk about new york a little bit well, that's a massive market however they also have a massive culture so like where do you feel the next market there isn't. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the industry is really coming to a halt from right. an, from a capital standpoint, from new market opening. I mean, Maryland just went last week, but, mm. you know. Jersey. I, I think the hardest thing is, you know, trying not to build a business for, like, the anomaly of the. Being first to open. Yeah. I mean, you got to really build a business <laughs> yeah. to be prepared to open for, be open for 10 years. Yeah. Dude. Right. <laughs> hundred oh, percent. You you know you can't build a store in an industrial park. No. Um, the, you know that's an anomaly time period yeah. of an idea. You just got me thinking about some of the municipalities that like required you to be an industrial a couple of years ago. Yeah. <laughs> I was born with a municipality that was like that for like three years, and they're like, oh, we just opened it up to commercial business now. It's like okay. <laughs> and that and that's gonna probably continue to happen. Oh, so. For sure. You know, we have 270 stores now in Massachusetts, something like that. Mm. I mean, we're a mature market. You know, consumers aren't like, oh, I can get to a dispensary. It's like, right. they can. They, they know. have options. They have <laughs> options. Pricing's really good, I think, now. Um, the 20% still a little heavy. Um, and another thing I told the CCC, I said, you know, media is out here bragging that the, the cannabis industry's created more tax revenue than the alcohol industry. Like, mm. we shouldn't be clapping for that we're clearly getting exploited and Mm. used um there's no way on god's green earth that the alcohol industry should produce less tax revenue than the cannabis industry we surpassed that yeah oh that was last year wasn't it yeah like like that doesn't even make sense to me like between the liquor that's sold in stores to the liquor sold in restaurants you know to the bars like we don't have any of those things. How are we still producing more tax revenue than right, that? It's right. because they're taking more from us than anyone else. Dude, that's crazy. Yeah. I saw something on Complex the other day that weed sales surpassed chocolate sales in the U.S. <laughs>